to let go of what they're thinking about or whatever and to focus on what they're trying to do in the water given the situation that they're given. Not to get upset with other people, not to get upset with themselves, but to find a, a way to dance with nature that is, you know, safe. Hello and welcome to the UK Surf Show. We are your hosts. I'm Pete. And I'm Leighton. On this episode, oh my God, it's such a cool one. We've got the one and only John Philbin, who plays Turtle in North Shore and one of the ex-presidents in Point Break. Yeah, it was a, uh, well, when you first told me you'd sent him a message, I thought, oh, he's not going to reply. And then he replied and... Uh, I think uh, I saw the reply, first of all, and lost my shit, rang you to tell you, and uh, you lost your shit. Yeah, monumentally. <laughs> I tell you what, I was buzzing for, well, and right up to when we recorded, I was just on such a high. You know, um, you know, like the scene in, um, in Spider-Man 3 when he's walking down the street, that's how I was walking down the street. <laughs> he's walking and he's like he's clicking his fingers as he's walking (laughs) that's what me for about a week (laughs) yeah i you know um he's a major part of our uh, the reason we started surfing even even after you know seeing north shore and point break when we were younger and uh really wanting to get into surfing and he played such an influential character in that film which is now a cult classic as well north shore you know like he says in this uh in this interview that if you you know at the time he didn't like it when it was made and he you know they were getting shit for it and stuff like that and but it's turned into something absolutely amazing yeah i mean any surfer knows knows the film north shore and if you know the film north shore the one character that sticks in everybody's mind, everybody's favorite character is Turtle. And like you said, he had such a profound effect on us when we were younger. And well, not even younger, even now. Like I still watch that film on a regular basis. And we still use the lines that Turtle uses in the films now. And we're now 40. <laughs> and um, we first saw it when we were like 13 or 12 or something like that. And oh, what a absolutely genuinely lovely bloke and just an absolute kind of legend and uh we've looked up to him for oh, all our all our lives really um and like in point break he was one of the one of the very few guys in point breaks that actually did everything you know he was he was actual footage of him surfing actual footage of him skydiving you know, and like Patrick Swayze did a, a skydive in that as well, and he he talks about that in this podcast. And oh, we, we were just in in total awe of him, uh, and we we're so pleased he was on. Yeah, um, and also you'll hear what he thinks about the new Point Break film as well, whether he agrees with Leighton, who loves it, or me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Will you stop saying I love it? I don't love it. I if. Go back to the other podcast. I actually say I didn't hate it. That's not love. 
<laughs> well, you'll hear what he thinks about it as well. Um, before we get into this interview, don't forget, head over to Northcore and use the code SSUK15, and that will get you 15% off anything you order from them. Some great stuff on there, great surfing accessories and board bags, robes, balance boards, all sorts of things on there. Really good stuff. So, are you ready? Let's do it. Welcome to the UK Surf Show, John. We are absolutely beside ourselves of excitement that you're on here. We we've grown up just watching Turtle and like we're we're now we're now forty, so we still say the same lines as what Turtle does in the film, like what we're talking now, like twenty eight years since we first saw the film. So that's impressive. I I am impressed. I've never uh, met English surfers that were fans of the movie because i i've never surfed over in the uk but i am really glad to hear that 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 turtle's alive and well over there that's great yeah in the uk um there's there's like the three main films which is north shore point break and endless summer and obviously oh, you've, yeah. been two, you've been in two of those and it's it was as Leighton was saying, we we grew up watching, you know, North Shore. We grew up watching Point Break, and there's an English UK surf film as well called Blue Juice, actually, which is uh, um, Sean Pertwee in it. Those films we grew up watching, and they, I think, they were the initial, our initial introduction into surfing, and it's just gone from there. And I mean, there's so many people in the UK you can talk to, and they're like. Have you seen North Shore? Yeah, amazing film. It's a great <laughs> film. You know, it's like a cult classic film. And uh, I was watching online, and um, a uh, I think it was a was it a twenty fifth or thirtieth anniversary uh, showing of it you went to? Yeah, I couldn't believe how many people there was there as well. It was like amazing. Yeah, I was amazed too. I you know that movie was not successful when it came out, and I mean, you know, I didn't pay much attention to it, but. I think 15 years afterwards or something, I was invited to a screening at my local, you know, indie theater. And there was a line around the block and I was like, what is going on? And as it turns out, I guess the film had a second and a third life on VHS and then on cable. And so these families, because it's a real kid family film, you know, 80s colorful bebop, as Matt Adler would say, you know, uh, kind of disney-esque quality to it but it had these themes in it we were so sincere and so honest and it the writers took such great care to portray the world of the north shore at that time in a way that that people really appreciated and so it had a second and third life and i it's still a huge part of my surfing life today and my friend Matt Adler, who played Rick Kane, I'm still really good friends with everyone who made that movie, which is very rare. And because of its cultiness over here, it's it's really become something that we are surprised and impressed by when we go surfing or when we go to a, you know, a revi- not a revival, but when they show that film again and audiences seem to respond to it, it just cracks us up. We just think it's wonderful. It's, I mean, like, you know, you had some great surfing legends in the film as well, uh, you know, on that film. And you still keep in, um, in contact with uh, Matt. And he's surfing for ages, didn't he? He quit surfing for 20 years after that movie. That movie wasn't as fun for him as it was for me. And, the, and his reaction to the movie wasn't as pleasant for him as it was for me. We both kind of struggled with you know, cause we're surfers, you know I mean? We were surfers before we were actors 
And so we, we have an, a, I don't know, our egos were attached to other people's reactions to the film at the time we were young and, and, you know, so I think we were both a little put off maybe if we thought someone was making fun of it or someone's, I mean, I still get today surfers will, will say like, Hey, in that movie, you know, Rick Kane takes off on a right and he comes out on a left. I mean, what, what's that all about? And I, I don't, you know, I, I used to be like, what is wrong with you? But, you know, I have a chip on my shoulder about it. Now I just go, yeah, because he's Rick Kane, bitch. He can be anything. <laughs> but, you know, we had to learn how to have the right reaction to other people's reactions. And and Matt quit for a long ass time. And then it was just a couple of years ago. He said, John, I'm going to start surfing again. I go, why? And he goes, I just, I'm in good shape. He's been training really hard and I'm in good shape. And I just want to try something new. As He's a scratch golfer and he was kind of, he wanted to do something else for a little while. He just wanted to get back in the water. And he's come back with a vengeance. I mean, we taken we took a trip. You know, I brought him to one of those, you know, the Eros, you know, theaters reunion of North Shore. And he brought his wife and his kids. And he had no idea there was the kind of love for it that there is in Los Angeles and probably other places in the world. He had no idea. He thought people just made fun of that movie. And when he saw that love, he's like, God, this is a whole this is a part of my life that I have no connection to. And I've kind of put in the closet all these years. So he got back into surfing and now he's, he bought a little place in Point Doom, which is like going back in time for Californians. It's like this private surf community. And now he surfs better than he ever did. And going surfing with him is so much fun. And he's into it now. Like he's the face of this website, Kook Slams. I don't know if you guys like kook slams or anything but he's like well is that a good thing and i'm like matt your face from a character you played 30 years ago is the face of a website that everybody looks at every day yes that's a good thing i mean we all kind of had to learn and my my face is the face of this website called listen to turtle which this really cool chick named cindy does which is listen to turtles uh, uh you know for all the fans kind of in it could be across the world, but she sells merchandise from the movie and she, he, she uses the movie. It's fans of the movie. And I'm like, I, I look at my little phone and there's a picture of you, Matt. And then there's a picture of me on these little websites that are super fun. And I, you know, now we love it. In other words, like I'm 60 years old, but right now we enjoy that movie and what's come from that movie more than we ever have without a doubt. It, it- you, you definitely, you definitely have fans all over the world. It, it was, it's such a good film. Like, um, because we we were talking about this, um, and you were saying how people pick up on um, Matt taking off to the left or the right. Um, well, to to get that surf footage back then with the cameras that they had and what they'd have to take in the water must have been really hard because we we still say now like some of the footage that they got in that film is some of the best surf footage in, in any film that we've, we've seen, <laughs> like, it, like especially filmed out in the water in, in those, that kind of swell was kind of unbelievable for that time. Yeah. I, I'm really impressed too. When I see it, when we had Don King, who's as good as, you know, anyone will ever be in water photography. And he was using different techniques of capturing, you know, footage of like Derek Ho and Laird Hamilton and, you know, great surfers and even us, you know, and, you know, we had, uh, 
Gary Capo and we had the Condon brothers. We had great surf photographers who we got to use, you know, on the North shore when we shot all the surfing footage and it just, it still holds up. It's crazy. You know, you get a water shot of a guy taking off a pipeline and it, and, and there's not 20 photographers in the way, you know, you're not looking at helmets and other ca- guys holding their cameras, pulling their cameras through the ways. It's, it's really beautiful. I'm so impressed with what they did with such a low budget and, but we just hired pros from the North Shore who were, you know, kind of innovating surf photography and they really brought it to the to the screen in a great way. Yeah, absolutely did. It's so stunning. Um so how how did you uh, how did you get into the film then? Like uh, how did you end up playing Turtle? <laughs> well, I had uh done a movie for Randall Kleiser, who is the producer of North Shore and one of the writers on North Shore. And he was going to make a movie about surfing. He's got a house on the North Shore. He loves surfing. And his good friend, Bill Phelps, who's the director of North Shore, had made a documentary type surf movie. And they got this script together. And so they put it out. You know, a typical, my agent called me and said, hey, Randall Kleiser, who I had, the first movie I'd ever been cast in was called Grandview USA. And I worked for Randall Kleiser. He was the director. And I was a method actor and I played this um, character that was on the spectrum in some some way. And uh, I did good work in that. I was a young, serious actor. I had, all I was doing was working in films. And he said, I think John Philbin surfs. And so they sent me a script. I read the script. And it said, when it said my character, Turtle Surfs Pipeline, I'm like, i have to do this. I love surfing pipe. I surfed pipeline when I was 16. I used to surf all the time and I just kind of put it away because I was focused on acting, living in Los Angeles in the city. But I remembered that I love surfing. I mean, Jerry, you know, I was just blown away by the opportunity the script presented as a surfer. And so I went in and auditioned and they just didn't like me. I just, I was pale or I'd been playing some bank robber out in the Midwest. And I just, I don't know, maybe I had a Southern accent. I'm not sure, but they just didn't see it. I didn't have blonde hair. They, they, I'm sure they wanted a blonde, funny guy and they did not see that. So I asked, I go, Randall, I, I think I was born to play this part. I'd like to come in again. He goes, okay, John, cause you did such good work on Grand View USA. We'll bring you back in. They brought me in five times, and I just couldn't get the part. And then they went and did a surf check for me, a surf test. Everybody had to surf who played an actor in the movie. And in my surf test, there's a guy on the beach. I go, yeah, no, I'm I'm a good surfer. You know, I hadn't surfed in years, but I'm like, I'm I'm good. Watch. And I ran into the water with my surfboard. I tripped, and my surfboard slipped under my legs and hit me like between the legs, and I fell down in the water. And I came out and I said, listen, you can't show that to those guys. I mean, let me do this again. He's like, no, okay, John, go ahead. Everyone's just laughing because like, yeah, every surfer, every actor says they can surf if they're going up for a surf movie. I'm like, no, I really, I can surf. But you had to prove it, you know, and my first attempt was so embarrassing. I wish I had that footage now, me trying to run into the water. I can do it, but I just tripped. I don't know if I was nervous or what. But anyway, I did my little surf test and they said, okay, John can surf, but I don't think he can play a surfer. So I went back two more times and, you know, the director didn't see it, but I think the producer and I'll credit him for the rest of my life because this is a gift that keeps on giving for me playing Turtle in North Shore. He said, listen, John's a method actor. He'll go over there. He'll lose the weight. We'll dye his hair blonde. We'll wax his chest. 
And believe me, he will, he'll learn the dialect, the accent, and he will transform into that character turtle. Just trust me because he did it for me in this other movie. And so Universal and Bill Phelps said, okay, if you're, you believe it, we'll give him a shot. So they gave me a shot. It was the best day of my life when they finally accepted me to play that part without a doubt. And uh, so I went over there and I had to completely change. I hope you guys can still hear me. Yeah, yeah, we can. We're, we're, we're totally enthralled. So, <laughs> I am I answering your question? Am I talking too much? Yeah, no, no, no it's, it's absolutely yeah. perfect. We we're just in awe at the moment. So. <laughs> well, I mean, so I went over there. They had, you know, the guy that picked me up at the airport was just kind of mopey guy, and you know, he kind of talked funny. He was a hoppa howley guy, and we're driving back to the North Shore. It takes about forty five minutes to an hour, and he's saying, "Do you know how to?" pronounce these words you know and i'm like no and he's teaching me how to pronounce why and by the time we get to the north shore i'm like are you the guy i'm supposed to play it was kind of based on a, a guy that kind of a hop a holly guy are you like the original character that they base this on he's like yeah i guess and i'm like are you are you kidding me are, what are you a pa now on the movie he goes yeah they made me a pa i helped them in writing and stuff and i'm like you're living with me will you can you live with me for the next you know for the six weeks it takes he goes where and I'm like I don't we'll figure it out we go you know I'm supposed to stay in this big hotel that's not near the set and I'm like look I'm not going to learn anything living in this hotel so I rented a house at Pipeline I moved that guy in 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 with me his name's Brian King and he just went over the script with me repeatedly over and over and over again while I was shooting until I could kind of understand what the character was saying, how he was saying it, why he was saying it. And then I lived at this house right next to Pipeline where John John Florence, you know, ended up living in. Actually, Jamie O'Brien moved into that house after in his dad before they moved over to the Pipeline house. I called this the 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 poop house. It wasn't really Pipeline, but it was right next to it. It was it was by Aokai Beach Park, Pupakea Sandbars. And then John John Florence moved into it. Just the vibes of that house were amazing. Right on the beach and I just walk over to the pipe to, to the to the park next to Pipeline, and I would just hang out there every day until I just kind of would suck in all the local pigeon talk and everything and surf Pipeline every day as much as I possibly could. And so by the time we were filming, I had, you know, I had that character turtle, you know, with Brian King's help and, and all the North Shore locals help to kind of like become that. And so the director was like, ended up being happy with it. Bill Phelps ends, end, ended up being like, oh, you did great, John. He didn't. You know, it ended up working for me. And I just thank Randall Kleiser for giving me that opportunity and thinking I could do that because that was just a – it's one of my greatest experience in, in acting is is that the life that characters led, you know, past me. I mean, it's that, that, that we're, I'm even talking about it now. It's super fun. That's way too much information. Sorry, I went on. Oh, that, that was brilliant. So did, did you find it at all intimidating um, surfing with like some of the surfing legends that were there, like Laird Hamilton and like Jerry Lopez? And was that intimidating at all? Yeah, there was, in, there was some intimidation going on. I mean, I was young. I was an actor, but I had grown up as a surfer, so I had all the posters on my wall. You know, I'm working with my – Jerry Lopez is my hero, you know, like – and it's kind of like, wow, this is really happening. And But they were so nice and so kind to us, these visiting kook actors from Hollywood, you know, like smoking and, you know, getting our hair dyed and, you know, our body hair waxed. They were just like kind of like being tolerant. I don't know. Maybe they got a memo saying, look, these actors are coming over from Hollywood and they don't know shit. They're total kooks. But don't 
hurt them. You know, like we need them to make this movie. We want you to be in this movie. Please be kind to our Hollywood actors. And uh, whatever they said, it was it worked because we ended up just getting to hang out with these guys and surf with these guys, especially Robbie Page and Mark Acalupo were super super kind to us you know and jerry was the nicest guy in the world because he's an actor too and they were just kind to us you know they even the hooey you know they were nice to us you know they were getting paid they were part of the script and they let us become part of that family for a while and it was and i consider them family now but yes you make a movie with someone you just love them for the rest of your life because you're in a you know, in the trench with them while things are happening you're, and you're trying to make this thing work and that it turned out to be a good thing just is a bonding element, you know, for our lives. I don't, I, you know, I think everyone, anyone who had anything to do with that movie looks back and goes, oh, I'm glad I did that, you know, and doesn't cringe and go, God, how embarrassing They're, you know, it's, it was more than a paycheck. It really had a positive effect. So we're all a family now. So yeah, it was intimidating at first, but then, you know, they want you to do good and you want to do good. And I, you know, we both love surfing. I'm just talking about me and Matt. Gregory Harrison is also a great surfer who played Chandler. He's become such a huge surfer, you know, now too. And it's a big part of his life. I think Chandler's probably his favorite role. Oh yeah. I restrained myself really well then. I was going to say, when you said Chandler, I was going to say, he's the guy, bro. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I got lucky with my personal my part was without a doubt just the most colorful, you know, enthusiastic character. And everyone else is kind of sincere and straight. And my character's bouncing off the walls with doing all this, you know, crazy, you know, over the top acting and stuff, which is really fun for me. And uh, so I got really lucky with my part. I only had to work three days a week and I got to be pretty colorful and it really worked out well for me. Well, when um, when people mention the North Shore over here in the UK, and I'd imagine the world rings, um, everybody, it's just, just Turtle is the act, the um, the character that pops to your mind is Turtle, and every, like we still got friends uh, that say in the lines and stuff like that. I don't know if you can remember any lines. Pete's got one of them really down that they do. Can you do it, Pete? Because I think we don't actually know what it means, do we? I, I I don't even know if I get it right, but it's the one. I think it's the one when he he's he's like turtles really excited, and he goes something like something like that. Dude, <laughs> you said it. Those are the words. You got it. That's right. Well, is it? I can't believe you just made me do that as well. That's hysterical. <laughs> it's better you than me. I mean, you you did it perfect. Let me say that. Yeah, Brian King gave me this line, and it was shaka tita mata cousin uncle brada frada. And it basically means, you know, aloha, you know, mahalo, like I love you and your whole family, you know, your uncle, your cousins, everybody, you know, much respect to you. And then you say it really fast and it just, you know, it's like same with our goofy handshakes. We do these huge handshakes with these crazy words that, and those kind of things ended up being, you know, colorful attributes to the movie that made it adorable to a lot of people. I'm like, what does he say there? And what does that mean? And, but you got every word, right. So congr- that's awesome. You win the prize. <laughs> the so sticker cool is on its way. It's, it's cool that we know what that means now. Cause we've been saying it for 28 years. So. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. I think I say a character at the airport when I'm like super, super stoked for him and he's just yeah. my friend and he's, everything's gone well in his life and I love him now and I can call him Rick and not Barney and he's really proved himself <laughs> in a Hollywood way, <laughs> surfing pipeline coming from a wave pool. But um, the love was real. I mean, Matt and I became really great friends and he enabled me to be so loose and free and loving and respectful and because he's he really inspired that those feelings from me he's really a special guy and we're best friends today which is almost unheard of i guess you know i'd love to compare myself to paul newman and robert redford but yeah it's like you know we're we have bonded in a way we continue our lives you know because we didn't even know each other before we did that film and now we're like we've been best friends forever that's amazing that's really so nice when, to hear, when, isn't did, it? Yeah. when did you start at when did you when was the first time you started surfing Surfing, I think I was 12 years old. I grew up in Palos Verdes, which has some surf, but you know, we lived kind of near the beach and just get dropped off in the summer. And that's it's not surfing, it's not for everyone, as you know, but I kind of took to it. It gave me something to do, and I really liked it. And yeah, I was an old longboard I bought in the garage. That's how we started. We didn't have leashes or anything, and it's kind of a unique little surfing culture down in Palos Verdes. So I grew up, I grew up surfing and going down the cliffs and surfing these rocky rock reef breaks that were really kind of remote and just magical. And I, so I surfed through high school and then I went to college and I did some surfing in college at UC Santa Barbara. Then when I decided I wanted to be an actor, I thought I, I had to move to Los Angeles. I did. I, I moved to Los Angeles and studied acting in at USC, which is a fine art theater arts program and I just put surfing away for a while and then I did a bunch of plays and I did some horror movies and and a couple other little independent films and then I got North Shore and I was like I gotta surf again and I hadn't surfed in a while so it just reminded me of all the greats I've never stopped surfing since by the way Jerry Lopez on the set you know on location I told him, you know, my story, you know, he's, he takes a sincere interest in the people he's working with. And I, he let me talk about, you know, where I'd come from, what I'd done and how my, what my surfing history was. Cause I, I had to really surf a lot in that movie and I just fell in love with it again. He says, yeah, John never quit surfing again. It's one of the healthiest things you can do. You can do it for the rest of your life. It's free. You can do it all over the world. Don't ever quit again. And I said, I won't. And, you know, since then, I've seen him out at G-Land. And we've surfed together, you know, in Indonesia you know, a couple of times. And it's great to see him. I love that guy. Well, the the um, the wave that Turtle catches, um, I think it's at Pipeline when he goes out with Rick for the for the first time. And Rick's it's when he's giving Rick advice, when he goes, when the wave breaks here, don't be here. That was a monster wave you caught then. Like, what was it like grabbing that thing? That was, and the footage is great as well. I credit that footage to Don King. I mean, he's just the greatest photographer. And there's, I, I don't, not sure who it was on the beach, but might have been Dan Merkel was there too. And, but anyway, I, when I knew I got, I had to catch a wave at Pipeline for the movie as an actor and a surfer. I rented that house down at Pipeline and I surfed Pipeline every day it was breaking, you know, when I wasn't working. And I, I, you know, I would go, they would made these boards for Turtle to ride and I would go into the prop truck and I go, okay, I want to ride one of my boards out there. And they're like, well, this is pretty fresh. I mean, I'm not, not really cured. Be careful on this board. This is the set piece board. And I go, yeah, I'm an act. I'm the actor who has to use this prop. 
on the set, which is out there. So I need to rehearse. And they're like, oh, Christ. So oh, what a fucking pain in the ass this asshole is. Okay, be careful. You know, and they hand me the board and I like put a leash on it, wax it up. And I go out and I snapped it. Oh, and I came back with two, two halves and like going, it broke. You know, they're like, Jesus Christ, we just had that thing made. All right. I go, but I, I'm not done rehearsing. They're like, well, be careful. You know, they give me another board. I'll take it out. Snapped it. I think I broke. I think I broke. I mean, I'm this total kook from Hollywood. Just work going like, I'll get it. Let me practice. I'm, I'm like a method actor. And that's what I'm using as my excuse to go out and surf all these ways so that I'm just getting better and better and better. But these guys are in, you know, they're like, what is wrong? This actor, like, we got like three different shapers making these boards as quick as possible. And I'm breaking them as quickly as possible. Just rehearsing, rehearsing, rehearsing. <laughs> because of my acting school, I've been going to acting school and stuff. And I was all about rehearsing, you know, like the physical rehearsing for the character so that, you know, I was believable. You know, all I wanted to be was a North Shore local. And, you know, I even went through a stage after the movie when I didn't know what I was going to do. I stopped acting. I wasn't acting. I started teaching surfing. I was like, I'm just going to move to the North Shore and become one of the boys. I think I can become one of the boys. And I remember moving over there and living in a little shack on the North Shore. You know, I wasn't an actor anymore. I hadn't worked in a while. And I'm just like, don't have any money. You know, I'm like hitchhiking on the side of the road. It's raining. And a huge truck goes by and hits this puddle and splashes me. And I hear this local guy in the back, you know, roll down his window and go, yeah, turtle, just splash <laughs> me. And I'm like, I don't know why I aspired to be just one of the boys, you know, I, but I did. I just love those guys. And so I really, that that still is such a big part of my life, trying to just be one of the boys on the North Shore, even though I never will be, you know. But uh, it was fun trying. But anyway, back to the movie, I, I you know, I just kept surfing pipe every day and i love loved it i had a guy named adam 12 giving me lineups you know it was so great and i had the hooey helping me catch waves when we had to film not when we weren't filming when we weren't filming i was on my own just breaking boards we ultimately had to go to a shop the day before filming and buy a board off the <laughs> racks that had cured and was still like yeah this will work you know, so that board I rode in that movie at, at, at Pipeline was close to the board, the six boards they had made for my character that I had broken. <laughs> it was close enough. It was colorful and everything. But that's the way I got to use that board right off the shelf. So I think it was an Eric Arakawa who I got. I'd love to have that board today. And, uh, you know, I got to catch some ways. But I had been training intensely for four weeks before I shot that just surfing pipeline it was a dream come true for a surfer is that one of the best places you ever surfed or where where would you say then around the world because you've surfed masses of places I mean I love pipeline because it'll always have a special place for me there's nowhere like it it's some I went back this this year and I surfed it four times two times I, I didn't make one wave I just was getting destroyed just kind of paying my dues and learning and then I had two kind of fun days out there really small pipe like just the kids around me are like 11, 12 years old wearing helmets going, are you turtle? Like it was a trip. But I mean, I love surfing pipeline when it's small. But when I was younger, I, you know, I surfed whatever, whatever came at, you know, whatever it was, I had to practice out there. But my favorite place to surf in the world is a place called G-Land. It's in Java and it's um, Indonesia and it's a camp. And it's, I've been going there, you know, I, 
forever and i love that place and i'll go back there as soon as i can it's my yeah. favorite place to surf again yeah well you you mentioned then about the uh, the 12 year olds around you that uh saying are you turtle and well i showed this film uh, a few years ago to my i got two two sons and uh one's one's coming up 14 and the other one's coming up 10 and they just absolutely love turtles as well to the point where my eldest son uses turtle lines to answer back to the teachers in school. So <laughs> <laughs> when when um, when the teacher asks him to do something, he goes, "Yeah, no." <laughs> <laughs> that is yeah. so great. Yeah, I mean, when I saw those lines, I was like, "What does that mean? How? Am I, what am I?" And you know, Brian King helped me with that. He's like, "Yeah, you're just making fun of them. You're like psyching him out, you know." And I'd never seen anyone else say it, so I wasn't imitating another actor i wasn't imitating robert de niro in a in taxi driver you know i was like imitating the source of that humor from the north shore like going you know literally going how how what does this mean he would have to say it for me so many times until i would just actually go oh i get it and so and then that kind of caught on people were like that's funny and i'm so happy for your kid that's great the teachers are probably like what is that what is that supposed to mean yeah no what what's wrong with that kid (laughs) yeah what's wrong with that kid yeah thank you tell him i i'm a huge fan of his work in school (laughs) huge fan he'll be well pleased to hear that um and then like you know after that you go on to another well probably the biggest grossing surfing movie of all time Point Break to appearing in that as well. And how, how did you end up getting the role in Point Break? Mm. Yeah, I, after North Shore, you know, I, I was never going to quit surfing again, but I went back, you know, living in Hollywood to acting and, and I, I, I was still surfing in between jobs and stuff. But Point Break was called Riders on the Storm. It was at some other studio first. And I went in, I think, and I'll never know. But I'll think it, I think it might be because, here, these people are making a surf film. You know, John Philbin's an actor who surfs. Look at his work in this movie, maybe North Shore. For all I know, I got that movie because I was in North Shore, but I'll never know. And I went in and I read for Ridley Scott, who was directing it. You know, and I think Charlie Sheen was supposed to be in it. But I got a part in it, you know, with Ridley Scott. I did an audition and it went well. And he, he gave me this part of Nathaniel and it was called Riders on the Storm. And I'm like, I'm in another surf movie unheard of i'm stoked and you know i went back to my work making a cowboy movie or cops and robbers or something and the movie got dropped the studio got bought or something it went into turnaround and i lot and all of a sudden the movie's not getting made i'm like oh god that was so exciting for a little while what a dream that's that's incredible and then a year later i think the script got re you know bought by a different studio largo or something a different studio and Catherine Bigelow was the director, not Ridley Scott, and they changed the name to Point Break. And she just offered me the same part that that Ridley Scott had given me. And uh, it might have been Tony. I'm not sure. But uh, I just said, yeah, yeah. Can I can I go in and meet her? I'll go in and read for her. And my agent's like, well, you don't really need to. They, it's an offer. I'm like, I'll do it. That's great. And it was more money than I'd ever made in my life. And I'm stoked. And I go, I want to go in and meet her. And I literally, I went in. I was overexcited. I was way too excited. I wish I would have had someone go, no, John, don't go in. But I went in with like a picture of me surfing pipeline and a picture of me jumping out of an airplane because I had done that. And I had been, and I was right in the middle of filming a movie about bank robbing. Called, it was Dillinger. I was in the Wisconsin robbing banks with Tommy guns. And I'm like, look, I robbed banks. I surf. She's like, yeah, you got the part. And like, 
I, do you want me to, I'll read this thing. And I read it and I just, not very good reader apparently, you know, but uh, she goes, well, we're still going to give you the part. Just you, you don't have to audition anymore. You know, like I over auditioned for everything, I guess. And I almost auditioned myself right out of that part. But anyway, I didn't and I got it. And yeah, that was a dream come tr- true twice because I had worked with Patrick Swayze on that Randall Kleiser movie, which I told you I, the reason I got North Shore is because I done a movie for Randall Kleiser called Grandview USA, which Patrick Swayze was in. And we became, you know, I went, there's Buddy. I mean, I know him from another movie. Once you do a movie with someone, you're like, yeah, you know, you're bonded. And we just bonded again on that movie. And I was a total dick in that one. I, I mean, not that I, my character was a mean guy and I, ha- and there was a lot of testosterone going on in that, in those rooms. And I was just a kind of an angry, dry drunk at the time. And I just brought all that to that kind of anger. I was just mean and angry. The whole time, instead of really, if I was a better actor, I could have enjoyed that experience much more. But as I look back on it, you know, that's who I was at the time. And, you know, the things I got to do in that movie were just so, we served so much Hawaii with a whole different water crew, you know, some from the original North Shore and some new guys. Brian Kailana formed a new water patrol company called Hawaiian Water Patrol and we just got to do tow-ins and all kinds of amazing surfing on the North Shore that, you know, much more than we did for for the movie North Shore. But I think I probably got that movie because I was in North Shore and I'll never know, but now I can put it together. And yeah, that movie did well. And a lot of times I'll people say it's a surf movie and, and I'll be like, yeah, it's a kind of a buddy cop movie. It's kind of cop robber movie, buddy cops. And then the the cop becomes the same guy as the person he's chasing. And at some point, you'll see one face, and one there'll be two different sides of the same coin. And but they did it so well in Point Break. And Catherine Bigelow is such a brilliant director that she made Keanu Reeves a movie star. And you know, she said Keanu can play next to Patrick Swayze, an international movie star, and hold the same type of power. The eyes will go equally between the two. He can do this. I mean, she is a visionary. And uh, I was just lucky to be a part of that, even though at the time I was, my attitude because of my, you know, limited acting experience was like, I've got to be this guy, you know, for the, for the duration of this film. It, and it works for certain things. But if I could have, I wish, you know, if I had it over again, I'd go, I'm going to have so much fun on this movie. I love all these people. You know, it was great. It was great. Yeah, because you, you actually skydived in that film, didn't you? I skydived in that film, yes, because Patrick Swayze was training to do his own skydiving, and he took us, all the all of his gang, he would take us skydiving to Paris Valley and where he would jump, and we'd all practice jumping out of airplanes, you know? It was super illegal, <laughs> but we were all, <laughs> we were all like, yeah, we're, you know, we're actors rehearsing, <laughs> And I got, I really enjoyed it, but the producers found out about it and they were pissed off, (laughs) you know, pissed off. But part of being an outlaw surf gang that doesn't respect authority was bringing that into our, you know, 24 seven lives for the duration of the film. And so we just kept doing it, even though it was against the law, but it was really exciting. I don't regret it one, one jump. It was super fun. I don't never do it again, probably, but it was really exciting back then. So uh, 
I've got to ask the question, while we're on Point Break, have you seen the new Point Break and what do you think of it? What a piece of shit. (laughs) 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 The worst movie ever made. I think it was out for like three, four days. They lost just fortune. I mean, those people, whoever made that movie, they don't know how to make a feature film. That was a, that sucked. That was horrible. I was horrified. Yeah, I went to see it. I'm like, oh, point break. You know, like I wanted, I would love to have been in it or, or helped on it. But they're like, no, we're not really interested. We're going to do this thing. And I was like, really? And then I went, I went, well, fuck you. And then I went to see it and I went, oh my God, what a piece of shit. You never know what's going to be, you know, a good decision or a, or a bad situation, you know, depending on what happened. But I am so glad that that didn't work out for me and that that movie sucked we've we've had this before i've said a lot of the time that it's a piece of shit and leighton's actually said oh i don't know i quite like it but uh hang on hang on i I said hang on i i said um i didn't hate it was what my and the the reason (laughs) being is because just because of the extreme sports athletes in it was they're just kind of like the footage is kind of good of the extreme sports athletes but i john what i wanted to ask you is uh, I don't know if you if you knew this, but there is an ex-president actor in that film. I know that. Yeah, yeah. There's two of them. I'm the oh, only really? ex-president actor that's not in the film. <laughs> so I am predisposed to hate that movie. But as it turns, as it there's a great actor in that movie who I love. There's you know when you make an action sports film like that, a bunch of action sports athletes get jobs which I love to see, you know, they're getting jobs and stuff. I did not get a job in that movie. And I went in and said, Hey, you're making a new point break. I was in the original. They're like, yeah, we'll, we'll call you. They never called me. They put two of the other ex presidents in the movie. I was like, what is going on? Is there something personal? Like I, I, I swear I'm, I'm looking at the producers or something. I think maybe I might've done something that one of the producer's daughters was still upset about and talked to their dad and their dad she was like, okay honey well we won't put him in our movie or i don't know what it was I, I can't think of any good reason you know that that has anything to do with anything but all i know is i was predisposed i go god i hope this movie isn't great and when i saw it i was shocked at how bad i thought it was and what a what a travesty to take a classic movie like that and turn it into a commercial for action sports, even though I'm so happy for all the all the athletes and surfers who got to work on it and make a ton of money. But as a narrative, you know, they took a cult, they took a classic film by a brilliant director, Catherine Bigelow, and they called it the same thing. And uh, it was just cheap. It was tawdry. Yeah, I mean, they they could they could have called it something else, really, couldn't they? They had no kind of relevance to Point Break apart from some of the characters names really it wasn't nowhere near the same film in any way but yeah so the 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 actor that i found about was the the actor that played gromit in the first point break um he was the uh director of the fbi in the new point break is that yeah right? yeah yeah and so he's he's one of the only ever actors that you see in point break that's surfing and skydiving as well yes i mean that guy his, his name's bo jesse christopher he's still a friend of mine he's a great surfer that guy's a great surfer, man. And he's an acting instructor here in Los Angeles. And he's gotten really good. He was also, he, had, he did a stint in True True Detective and he was so good in it. I was like, Jesus, Bo, you've really gotten, you know, grown up, you know, because he played a kid and a beautiful young boy in Point Break. And then, he, then he's in the FBI director. I'm like, how'd you get that job? 
And uh, I was like unemployed. I was an unemployable actor at the time. So I'm happy for those guys. They got to go to Germany for a couple days, you know, and I'm like, how dare you? But, um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm really happy for them. But I, I was, I, I was really, you know, butt sore about not being offered anything on point break, whatever it's redo, whatever it's called. And so when the movie bombed and got bad reviews, I was like, fuck yeah, what a piece of shit. Those guys suck. <laughs> and that was my, that is my only redemption. I get to say stuff like that, but yeah, I'm happy for everyone who gets a job in Hollywood. Anybody who gets a job in Hollywood, like they're so stoked. But I mean, I mean, Catherine Bigelow is an Academy award winning visionary director and she made a classic film with Keanu Reeves, Patrick Swayze, you know, and, and, and I was a part of that and to see it, to, to see Hollywood tarnish that in any way what was like, fuck you guys. You guys suck, man. But that's Hollywood. I mean, <laughs> Hollywood remakes movies. I, I shouldn't really have such an attitude about it. It's just cause I'm the only dead president. that's not in it. <laughs> so would you say with like acting and surfing, would you say you're a surfer first, then an actor, or would you, would you have said you were an actor first and then a surfer? You know, I have been asked that question, and I don't know the answer to that question. If it's, what did I do first for money, I'd say I got paid to be an actor. I, mean, I was a professional actor, a trained actor. What did I do for recreation all my life? It's been surfing. And when, you know, when I became an actor, I put surfing away for a while and became a professional actor. And then just through luck, I got to be in a movie that had surfing in it, and then and you know now i think if someone's going to cast me it's because i've been in surf movies it's not cuz hey i really liked your work in you know as this drug addict in this you know recovery movie you know undateable john and i would like to use you as you know a recovering addict i'm like really i mean it's mostly because someone you know has seen me in a surf movie so i mean i i'm a surfer and i'm an actor and i don't want to say you know I don't know what I'd have to do if you told me you can choose to do one or the other, John. You can either surf for the rest of your life or you can be an actor for the rest of your life. God, that's the question. That's the way to put it. I might have to take surfing. Okay, that's it. I'd take surfing. <laughs> I don't want to diminish any of my love for acting because I dream about acting. And and I've been lucky to be in a couple films that that were just amazing you know, experiences. And uh, so I love acting you know, I hope I get to do it again, but, um, I surf and teach surfing all the time. Yeah. So that's what I was going to say. So after point break, then, um, you, you ended up teaching surfing on, on some other surf films. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, after it's like, ten, after point break and a couple of movies like tombstone and other, some couple of more horror movies or cop movies or whatever, then I stopped really working as an actor. I, I mean, I, I was, this is a weird thing to say, but back in the 80s and the 90s, if you were a young white male who could act, who had you know any chops at all, it was easy, and that really is going to sound weird, to get a job in films. Yeah, That is not the case anymore. And as I got older, it got harder for me because I, I'm not Mark Ruffalo or Sean Penn. I don't have that kind of talent and that kind of dedication. And uh, so – it became very difficult for me to get a job that sustained me. I mean, I, you know, an unemployed actor is just, it's a dangerous place in my mind to be in, you know, I'm just left 
what am I going to do now? You know, I didn't have, I didn't know what to do with my life when I stopped working enough to, you know, make a living. So I, I didn't know how to do anything. So I started teaching surfing. And as it turned out, they made another surf movie while I was teaching surfing. And, and I had known the guy, I'd done a, a cop movie with him. His name is John Stockwell. And he goes, Hey John, you know, I'm teaching surfing out of Malibu. And he goes, Hey, I'm going to make a surf movie. I know you've been in two of them, North Shore, Point Break. I want to talk to you about how they film different scenes and stuff. And I'm like, Oh yeah, sure. By the way, I'm a surf instructor. He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay. So now how they shoot this. And I, every time we do a meeting at Malibu at lunch, after I gave a lesson, I go, you know, I'm a, I'm a surf instructor now, you know, like I, I could teach. He's like, yeah, yeah, we know. So how did they shoot that scene where, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, you know, finally I'm come out of the water and he's on the beach filming someone give a, some model actress, whatever, a surf lesson. And I'm like, John, you know, I'm like, I'm furious and I'm like, the fuck. And yeah, I think because I had that outrageous, you know, reaction to the fact that he's filming some other surf instructor. As it turns out, the surf instructor he was filming is a great surf instructor and super famous and as good as anybody will ever be at, at doing that. But I wanted that job. And so, you know, I don't know what happened between them, but he was like, well, John's here and he's here every day and he's probably cheap. You know, so he gave me the job of of training Kate Bosworth to to play a surfer, you know, for the movie Blue Crush. And so it was the first movie that I worked on. Um, now I'm back working on movies as a surf instructor and it went well. And as it turns out, Kate did a phenomenal job and the movie was was pretty flashy and did OK. Women surfers and stuff. And I'm like, whoa, I'm kind of I'm back in the entertainment industry in some capacity. I'm under that tent. You know, I got to go visit the North Shore and she did great. I found that I was, I enjoyed the work. Actually, I found that I enjoyed teaching. I think it's because I studied with such great acting instructors like Larry Moss and Peggy Fury. I mean, I was so into class when I was studying and I mean, taking acting class when I was in LA, you know, when I was a professional actor that, that teaching, I have great respect for it. And uh, I found that I really liked it. So I, got to teach surfing for blue crush and then a couple other john stockwell hollywood you know tv series and things so i got you know my teaching of surfing became kind of a little car i've got a card that says that's what i do you know and i put a little website up like i teach surfing to movie stars you know i've been in movies too it's just kind of a weird second life i created for myself because i had nothing i didn't know how to do anything else i remember telling my dad i go dad i'm a surf instructor now and he's like, is that a job? <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've spoken to people before and they've said the same thing about, the, you know, a surf being a surf instructor and people have had the same, is that a job? <laughs> like, <laughs> is that a job? Like, how are you going to make any money doing that? Like, what is that all about? Like, I, my dad's so great. I remember when I was, you know, I was surfing into college and he's like, when are you going to give up this surfing thing? And I'm like, <laughs> never. Yeah. And and then when I graduated college, I was on my own. I had to, you know, he goes like, so, you, you, you know, just so you know, you got to have something to fall back on if you're an actor. I've talked to a bunch of actors and, you know, they all need second jobs. And I was like, mm, I didn't, you know, I was like, I'm not going to go for that down that road now. And then when I stopped working as an actor, sure enough, I got to fall back on surfing. So it's just yeah. a weird life is so weird. You just stay alive and it's a, the wheel turns and it's wonderful. So um, how do you find as well, we often, we often try and explain that feeling. We've had it loads of times. We try and explain that feeling you get from surfing. And 
how surfing affects your mental health as well. I mean, you know, we say like that, it's really, unless you've surfed, you can't describe that feeling of what it is being on the wave and everything else, all your worries and troubles just falling away, you know, and what you get out of it yourself. What do you find that is? Yeah, I mean, they do. There's some pretty good books on flow and how extreme sports have, have like surfing and skateboarding thing have increased and it's the skydiving, the guys, the way guys base jump now, and how a lot of athletes in, in extreme sports have advanced the talent level of human beings engaging in outdoor activities by the drugs that are produced in their brains when you have risk and pleasure, you know, involved in doing something and how, how it trains your focus. Navy SEALs have this experience. They train in groups and they can, they can, you know, Point Break did touch upon it, but they didn't get scientific about it. I mean, they, now, now they, they, they just study the brain on what happens and with being exposed to water smashing around you, sunlight, risk, pleasure, you know, the endorphins and the chemicals that are released in your brain are pretty unique. And so that's why they say only a surfer knows the feeling. And I reckon, you know, it is a, there is nothing exactly like surfing because you're riding a wave of energy that's transmitted in the water, but you're, you're sliding on a wave of energy that God created. I'm going to go surf Kelly Slater's wave pool and I'll, I'll see what the common, you know, what the difference is. Uh, between that and a real wave in nature but just everybody can knows that being out in nature is great you know you feel good you, the sun hits you the negative ions from the earth may be making you feel positive if you do something exciting in nature like skiing sliding down a mountain climbing a mountain you might some more little chemicals are released in your brain that are pleasant like dopamine and serotonin and then if you can ever reach ecstasis from you know cortisone or other you know adrenaline and other you know if you're taking huge risks and having huge pleasure and totally focused on surviving in the moment in a natural phenomenon that's you've put yourself in then there's i don't know what else can can bring me to that state of focus and pleasure and excitement than surfing but then again i'm sure mountain climbing toe in surfing which is like a different sport skydiving, skiing, extreme skiing, they all kind of get you to that place. And Point Break was talking about it. They say, you know, adrenaline junkie, 100% pure adrenaline. Adrenaline's not that comfortable of a feeling, actually. The most athletes, you have to move through adrenaline to get to the next releasing of the, of the other, you know, hormones in your brain that, that give you pleasure and focus. Adrenaline's kind of scary and uncomfortable. But if you but, – but to do anything in surfing – Jerry Lopez used to go, you know, surfing's great. You hardly ever get hurt, you know, but it feels like you're going to die all the time. And that type of excitement, like you look at down a wave and go, Fuck, this could kill me. You know, this is really exciting. You get so scared and then so excited that you survived and there's so much pleasure involved in it that, you know, he, you know, couldn't put it down. It's just something that you can become addicted to. That's for sure. It's, it's, it's that thing, isn't it? It's always it's so difficult to explain and I think people listening I mean people listening to this this podcast are majority of them are surfers and I think they have experienced that feeling or they're on the path to experience that feeling and it's something that 
It, it, it is. It's it's so difficult, as as you just said. Then only if you've surfed, you can you know you can get close to it with other things, but only if you surf, you know what it is. Yeah, I didn't know your audience were a bunch of surfers. That changes everything. I want to go back and re re record <laughs> this whole show. But uh, I will say, I mean, I teach beginners and intermediate people to surf, and so I don't need to sell them on surfing. You know, I will say this to all of us who surf: we're so lucky. I mean. I am so grateful that I learned how to surf and that I'm 60 now and I can enjoy surfing. But I went, I'm a human being and I went through a lot of stages where I can be in a bad mood. And I, 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 surfers may or may not understand this. If you've never surfed, yeah, surfing is the greatest thing ever. You know, it makes you focus on what's happening. It's really healthy for you. It's great exercise and you're in nature. You're, you're interacting with nature, all positive, wonderful things. Now, that being said, I've gone through so many stages as a, as a surfer. Surfing ha- means a lot m- different things to me now as it did when I was in my 20s or when I was a teenager, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s even. Now that I'm 60, I look at it as more of a holistic experience for me. But I've been surfing and been in a bad mood and been f- angry and furious and negative, And I've gone through just horrible emotions while I've been surfing and someone from the outside can look at me and go, and John, your head, you are, you really need to do some mental gymnastics right now to get out of that mood and to realize what's happening, where you are and what you're doing, because you should be happy. But that is a weird, you know, it's hard to say that to someone, you know, when they're just furious out in the water, struggling and angry and holding a resentment against some kid who's paddling around them and you can't get a wave and you're just furious. So, I mean, I, I've, you know, people fight in the water and it's just like, what are you doing? Fight, You know, people who don't really surf can look at that and go, what is that all about? I thought you're supposed to be totally happy and healthy. And it's, I'm like, no, it's not yoga. It's not yoga. I mean, you bring yourself into the water every time you go out. And I think part of my job now, not even when I give lessons is to sit quietly for a little while and do the gymnastics of when I teach surfing mentally, you know, I'm here to guide someone to have an experience that really appreciates what's happening, to let go of what they're thinking about or whatever, and to focus on what they're trying to do in the water, given the situation that they're given, not to get upset with other people, not to get upset with themselves, but to find a a way to dance with nature that is, you know, safe you know, I want my clients to get hurt and, you know, and it gives them that joy, the exhilaration. And I would say 99.9% of the time I am successful. That is a successful thing for beginning surfers. I, I love watching people learn how to surf. You know, I love innocence in the ocean, you know, and I just love it. But I, you can watch pro surfing and just and see guys just, you know, competing in the water and things aren't going their way. You can just see them lose their shit, you know, just they're so angry and so upset. And that can happen with an amateur surfer too. They can be out the water and they expect something to be happening and they're disappointed. So I guess every lesson you could have in life, you can have out in the water too. Same as driving or working or relationships or anything. It's not, surfing doesn't, just because you're in the water, you're not immune to human frailty, weakness, and character defects. You're, you've still got to be in the right mind frame to appreciate what's really happening but the physical pleasure of riding a wave is unparalleled f- to me for any other activity. 
Yeah, that is. I mean, like going back to something you said there, like about fighting in the water and stuff like that. And I know it it does happen in the UK, but I don't think it happens anywhere as near as much as it has has happened in places like America, places like Hawaii and stuff like that, where people are more territorial. I mean, there's a few breaks in the UK which are known as secret spots, and if you go to one of them, you're likely to not be very welcome at all if they don't know who you are. But as fighting in the water goes, I think I think it's people in the UK are too plight. <laughs> I'm so happy to hear that. We say sorry like, a lot, don't someone we? Will go, oh, you fucking idiot, what are you doing? Oh, sorry, sir. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's that sort of thing. That's nice. I mean, I wish it was, people were more civil, but in Los in Los I mean, it's so crowded here, right? And then in Hawaii, it's got their own reasons why it's a very macho culture and it's limited, uh, you know, natural resources. And people tend to come from somewhere else and try to take the natural, limited natural resources of this community where sometimes that's all these people have. And, you know, and fighting is encouraged. You know, it's a culture where fighting is encouraged. And California's got you know, just overpopulation. So sometimes you go to these beaches and you're like that. I mean, that's not even fun for me. I don't like, I hate crowds. You know, I am a crowd dodger and and I just, uh, I'll do, I'll do, you know, I've surfed all my life. So I, you know, I'll try to find the place, the time and the day where, you know, I can have fun and it's not crowded. I just want to have fun now when I go surfing, I surf for fun. When I, when I'm not teaching, when I'm just surfing for my pleasure, I will not go to an you know a crowded surf place and compete and get frustrated. I'll just go find a a, way, a place I can enjoy myself, you know, without without having to compete or get upset or frustrated or angry. And I it's and you can do that. It's 2021. You can still find empty ways with your friends, and that blows my mind. Yeah, that that that's one of the things, isn't it? I I mean, you know, we love that thing of you know just going with your friends and finding you get to a spot and there is you know it's an empty wave or something. Oh, we had one. It's like you're a kid. You feel like you're 15 years old. Yeah, we had one last year and it was absolutely brilliant. Um, and then a couple of years ago, I mean, I came out to LA a couple of years ago and it was I found it fantastic, but. At the same time, I was thinking, I don't know how anyone gets anything done here because it's that so chilled and relaxed vibe. <laughs> uh, we stayed, I think we stayed in um, near Culver City, a bit, a little bit back from Venice Beach, and then we were sort of Venice Beach, Santa Monica area, and I just found the place amazing. I said I'd go back in a heartbeat, not knowing that you did surf lessons because I would have been knocking at your door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. I don't know how I, uh, you know, doing these interviews, you know, I, I want everybody, I don't want to work too much, but I want everyone in the world to know that they can take a surf lesson with me if they want to take a surf lesson with me, but that's, I don't want to pay for advertising or anything. And that's why we're doing this show. No, I'm just kidding. I, just, <laughs> I wish you would have known too. Cause I do get some pretty interesting clients, you know, and I love to meet people from around the world that, you know, and that's one of the greatest parts about teaching surfing. You get to meet some really interesting people and have fun with them, you know, in a, in an environment where they're, you know, hopefully not too stressed and it's beautiful and it's fun and everybody has a good time. That's, it's a great thing. Where do you guys surf in the UK? 
So our local, well, we, we, we're about an hour and a half from a surf break. We, we live on the coast, but it's not surfable beach. Um, so our, what we would call our local spot is a place called Saunton Sands. So if you ever have any, uh, any plans of coming over to the UK, then you're more than welcome to join us in the light, lineup in Saunton Sands. Oh, I'd love to. I definitely will. Definitely call you guys when I come there. Yeah. Have you have you got any any plans for the for the future? Then, I have no plans for the future. Isn't that it's kind of weird? I was going to go. I mean, my plans are pretty much you know one year at a time. This last year, I was going to go to Indonesia to go back to G-Land Surf Camp, and it got canceled because of the COVID. So the ticket is, I guess, being held by Singapore Airlines. And I was just and you know this summer in Los Angeles, I was able to work a lot. So I was teaching surfing a lot, and I did one little part in a horror movie which is fun that's why i live in los angeles i can get a little part in a little independent film and then i can give some surf lessons and i love los angeles and you know i've got my friends and my life are here but i really want to go back to indonesia i want to do that every year for the next 10 years i want to go back to bobby surf camp and g land and surf uh, g land again i've got so many friends that i only see there and we've been doing it for a long time. And so I'm really looking forward to that. That is what my plan is. My plan is to go there as soon as I get vaccinated, as soon as they let people back in and spend a month or two or three in G-Land camp and then come back here, teach surfing in the summer, you know, at the end of the summer, which is always fun for like two months while it's warm and beautiful. September is a great month to surf here. And then I don't know what I'll do after that. We'll see what happens. Well, we really hope you make it over to Indonesia this year in 2021. So we are absolutely, totally blown away and stoked that you come on our show. So we really, really appreciate your time, John. Oh, thank you, guys. I'm looking. It's been an hour and four minutes. Gee, I hope you have a, your editing will be fun. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, sorry, Pete does that. It's fine. <laughs> all right, Pete. Yeah, th- it's really pleasant. I. I have a feeling I just babbled my brains out, but it was, you guys are so cool and so nice and I love your show. So I'm a fan of the shows. And so thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Uh, you know, it's, um, and just before we go, do you want to uh, uh, tell anyone where they can find you online if they want to uh, look you up? And, uh, oh, sure. Real- yeah. I, I have a website. It's called prosurfinstruction.com pro surf instruction. And you can contact me through that, or you can just Google John Philbin and, it's, I'm pretty easy to get a hold of. I, you know, for anything, if you want to take a surf lesson or put me in a movie or something, I'm available <laughs> and I love it. So thank you. Amazing. <laughs> Woohoo. Thanks for that, John. Oh my God. What a legend. That was yeah. so much fun. That was, uh, that was brilliant. He was so good as well. You know, he just like, I, I, I kind of thought before we went into it, like he might've been a bit, you know, come on guys, this film was like, you know, so so long ago but it's i think it's turned into such a cult classic and he still gets so much love from it yeah that i think it's one of those you know you hear like, like pop stars with songs and they they have a really popular song and then they think you know they grow sick of it for a while and then they then they grow to love it again and i think you know like he said they didn't like it afterwards and you know people would take the piss out of them for it and stuff like that but it's gone a complete circle and there's it's well it's just a cult classic isn't it that film and so many people love it yeah i mean to to be part of a film that turns into a cult classic you've got to be happy with that haven't you and he just sounds like like 
he genuinely loves what he's doing and he sounds like his life now is just lovely, chilled and relaxed. Exactly how you would think Turtle to be like now is exactly what John's like now. Just just chilled, does his surfing. He certainly rides his motorbikes and stuff um, when we were chatting to him off off air. And um, oh, it, it just I could not have been happier to speak to him. He's, he's like we said at the start and throughout the whole thing, he's made such an impact on us. So what a great thing that we've managed to speak to, like an icon of ours. Yeah. So I'm over the moon. Should we just finish the podcast now then? That's it, last episode. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, no more, that's it. <laughs> but this is, part of, um, this is part of the fantastic February series that we're doing. So it's a podcast a week through, through February. Um, and what a great way to to have him on the show as part of that so i'm really surprised that you didn't actually call him turtle i thought you were going to at one point <laughs> well he, he actually gave us um his phone number as well so we got his phone number to to kind of uh chat to him and i i had to save it his phone number in my phone as turtle i just i just had to do it and like <laughs> just like every time i look at it it makes me happy <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, this is the part where I have to put out the apology to him because you're going to continually stalk him for the rest of your life every week. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. hey, Turtle, how's it going? <laughs> what, what I really want, what I really want, right, is if he, if John ever comes over to the UK or we're lucky enough to go over to LA, I want to be stood on the beach and I want him to say the lines, when the wave breaks here, don't be here or you're going to get drilled. That, then, then, then I, I can die then. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. There, I mean, there's so much other stuff that's like he's been in, like other films and things like that that we didn't even, you know, we, we didn't even get a chance to speak about. But um... Yeah, well, he's been in, in Tombstone and like the caliber of the actors in that film, that was a major, major Western um in like 1993 i think it was um so you know he's like a a really like kind of a high-flying actor in hollywood um to even be cast in a film like that it's just incredible and yeah like i said we didn't touch on it but just because it's the surf show and we we're just we love him for for turtle and point break and that we just could not (laughs) we just could not get off that um but you know i i think he he knew he was coming on to a surf podcast so yeah it it was absolutely brilliant, and uh, you know, uh, like recording the intro and outro after the actual interview, and, and my cheeks are hurting where I've been smiling so much all the way through. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think he was. Did he say? He didn't. He say on that. Um, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, you know, am I am I babbling? You know, am I going? Am I uh, talking too much? And I'm I'm just like sat there like a little kid having bedtime story read to him. I'm like totally happy, just, just in, in total awe of Turtle and oh, what a, what a great evening. It's, it's just a shame that we're, we've had to do it all remotely. So, you know, Pete's at, at his house, I'm at my house and obviously John's in LA, um, it, it, you know, so the technical side of it is a bit more difficult, but it just did not take away from the uh, absolute pleasure of having him on. Yeah fantastic um yeah so that's it for this week don't forget head over to north core use the code ssuk15 and that will get you 15 percent off anything you purchase from north core uh, also if you've seen on instagram uh, through this lockdown i've been practicing pop-up using the pop-up surf pro 
The guys at Pop-Up Surf Pro have been kind enough to offer our listeners 10% off if you wanted to purchase one. Um, and if you go over to their website, which is popupsurfpro.com and enter the discount code, the UK Surf Show, you'll receive 10% off a Pop-Up Surf Pro. Yeah. How have you been finding it? Yeah, I mean, we haven't obviously been in the water yet, so I, I can't tell if it's made a difference, you know, in the real world yet. Um, but I, I feel like it's helped my my pop-up on it now. Like, I, it, it's difficult to to gauge if you're popping up correctly when you're just doing it on the floor because you don't know if your feet are in the right place because nothing's board shaped. And even if you were doing it on your board by taking the fins off, it's like it's stable where this thing is unstable. So you need to land in the right place and get your foot placement correct straight away. Otherwise you'll just fall off of it. So uh, there's two settings as well. There's like a, like an, uh, a, a more advanced setting which is more of an arch on the bottom of the board which you can switch over i haven't made it to that level yet um but yeah i feel like it's helping i know we are long borders so our pop-up is slightly different anyway to um what would be a short border which this thing is focusing on but it can only help like how can it not help if, I, if you can pop up on a short board then popping up a long board is going to be a lot easier so that's my thinking behind it yeah so that's it for uh, today's show hope you enjoyed it we did <laughs> oh did we just yeah and uh don't forget to uh give us a like and subscribe on all the usual platforms anything you can leave a review on itunes subscribe on youtube and uh thanks a lot we'll see you next time cheers cheers bye